Welcome back everyone to the next episode of MyCast. For this episode, we have with us Mr. Siddharth, who is an alumnus of IIT Bombay and has been associated with tech giants like Google, Microsoft and IBM. Currently, he is the Managing Director of MIQ, a leading ad tech company working in the programmatic media space. Welcome Siddharth sir. Hi, hi Piyush. Hi Nitpreet. Greetings, sir. We are so excited and happy to have you with us. Sir, uh, we were just going through the journey that you've had so far. And we've noticed that you've played a variety of roles in the technology space, the business development and management roles as well. So, sir, with over two decades of experience, firstly, I would like to know how has this journey been so far since it's such a varied and a diverse journey? Uh, yeah, Nitpreet, I think that's a very interesting question. I started my uh, career with uh, IBM, even though before MBA, I was also working uh, for one year as a software developer. And uh, I think I had a very strong fascination with technology, uh, you know, since uh, I was preparing for IIT JE and, uh, you know, during that time. And so I always wanted to, I, uh, I was kind of um, seeing the technology trends uh, and I was seeing that technology is having such a huge impact and that influenced me a lot to kind of stick to technology as a domain, uh, you know, even after I did uh, my MBA. So, uh, so I joined IBM and I, you know, wanted to uh, go into commercial, techno-commercial roles and uh, IBM and Microsoft, uh, I was exactly doing that. I was helping uh, CIOs to understand their IT strategy better uh, with what uh, you know these giants have to offer to them, and overall you know how they are looking at technology for business gains. Uh, so that was a very very interesting uh, journey with these two giants, IBM and Microsoft. And uh, then there was uh, you know again a very interesting kind of a detour or a twist in the uh, in my professional journey. So uh, one of my colleague who I was with him uh, both at IBM and Microsoft, he happened to join Google and then he referred me and I also joined Google. And actually that was a, uh, a big change. So I moved from uh, advising on technology to advising on marketing, uh, but again with the influence of technology. You know, So uh, obviously, uh, as we know, Google's major business is uh, you know, uh, coming from advertising technology, which they have and they're 90 percent of their business comes from advertising so that was a very very interesting change because i had to unlearn a lot of things and i have to learn how to work with the chief marketing officers and uh, business owners or ceos in terms of defining their marketing strategy and helping them with their digital marketing journey and digital transformation um so yeah i i, I think uh, but few principles always you know kind of help you uh, one is uh, as long as clients see that uh, you have their best interest in mind, uh, that is what really matters. Uh, so your attitude towards your clients and towards uh, what you're doing, uh, you know, has to be very good, has to be honest. That is very, very important. And then after that, of course, you can learn. You can learn the technology. Uh, the other, other uh, a very big thing which has happened is that uh, technology continues to obviously play a very, very strong role in all aspects now. And now I can see that because I've had experience with 
CIOs and uh, developing the IT strategy or technology strategy for, for an organization. And now I'm also advising uh, marketers and business owners to define their digital strategy, digital marketing, uh, you know, uh, approach. Uh, and then now both these things are converging. And one of the big trend which I see is that marketing and technology, IT, uh, are coming together in many organizations. And I, I think that's a very, very fantastic uh, trend because, uh, uh, you know, you can do a lot uh, by having these two functions together or having these two functions collaborate with each other in a very nice way. That's that's a great thing. So, sir, you know, we've recently winded up with the season two of the podcast that was based on the new norm. Mm-hmm. And since you've had an experience in so many diverse industries, could you please tell us what are the industry's top three new normal trends that you think that they're going to stay longer? Right, right. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, I talked about how marketing and technology are coming together quite a lot. Uh, I would say there is uh, the new normal, one of the big trend is integration of data, data science and media for marketing, right? So marketing has always been an art and uh, it has its creative side, uh, which is what we love about it. Uh, And of course, uh, marketing uh, has always used data as well, you know, when you're doing planning, when you're doing your marketing research, uh, you know, you're using data and analytics as well. But with digital, what is happening is that there is plethora of data which you have uh, and there is a lot more uh, which you can do with that, right? So now marketing is increasingly using data to make decisions on where uh, as a brand my consumers are, uh, what is their profile, uh, what communication I should have with them, when I should approach them, with what communication I should approach them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, for the campaign, I can also see how is my campaign doing, which audience cohorts are responding well uh, to my message, which creative messages and creatives are doing well, uh, and so on and so forth. Marketing is being influenced a lot more by data, and there is this convergence which is happening, uh, which has to be, uh, you know, which, which, is, which has to be taken very, very uh, seriously uh, or great advantage can be taken out of this uh, trend and opportunity and that requires uh, you know usage of both left brain and right brain with the right brain you will use uh, your creative uh, ideas to uh, understand the market and then creatively approach them and with the left brain you will use all this data and you will create a lot of science in your marketing and you will uh, bring in, you know, stronger ROI, stronger measurability in your marketing campaigns as well. Uh, another interesting trend about this is that uh, there are also macro trends uh, which affect consumer behavior with a brand. Uh, for example, uh, you know, if you are, suppose, a food restaurant chain and you want to have footfalls coming into your restaurants, uh, there is always this weather as a macro trend which will affect the footfalls. If the weather if the temperature is too high or too low, uh, then obviously it is very inconvenient convenient for consumers to step out of their uh, homes and get into a restaurant. But if the temperature is in a relatively nicer range, uh, you can have good amount of footfalls. So what you can do is you can actually now, uh, with the technology, take into account this trend on an hourly basis, on a real-time basis. And when weather is very harsh, you can switch off your marketing campaign. When the weather is in the nicer range, you can switch on your marketing campaign. And that way, uh, you are able to have a lot of optimization and 
you are able to take into account this big trend which is affecting uh, your business. Uh, for example, re- we recently did a campaign for a brand where we showed ads basis the IPL data. Uh, so when, for example, there is a wicket taken in IPL, there will be an ad communication which will say that wicket is gone. Now you can take a break and order pizza. Uh, and, uh, you know, that is, a, again, another example of attracting the attention of the audiences at the right time and uh, driving your brand message. Uh, That's very interesting. Yeah. And and the uh, another big new normal trend, which, uh, you know, definitely, which we all see is online education and work from home. So online education will play a very, very significant role in coming years because of the all these changes, information and education will now be available to everyone who has a smartphone with data. And the cost has gone down for access. Uh, you know, smartphone cost has gone down, data access cost has gone down. And a lot of information is freely available as well. And the other big trend is work from home is also becoming very acceptable now. And this will have uh, huge implications. A uh, lot of people will take advantage of these two trends. Uh, with online education, they will be able to upskill themselves at their own pace uh, and uh, so much of information available so that I can pursue my interest and create a career or create a, a income in those areas, create even a business in those areas where I'm interested in. And work from home trend will have a huge uh, you know, focus of uh, people uh, on their well-being, on their work-life balance, uh, on how they will be commuting. Uh, maybe people will commute a couple of days and rest of the three days they might choose to work from home and they can focus on exercise meditation and so on uh, and uh, of course then it will also have a very profound impact on how people are working as uh, in teams as well uh, and then the third uh, big new normal which i would just like to highlight uh, because uh, you know uh, you are all students of marketing and this is i think a very critical trend uh, so uh, the third new normal is rise of programmatic and e-commerce as a media channel, right? So search and social have been the two big mediums on digital uh, and they have been growing quite a lot. Uh, but uh, beyond search and social, uh, you also spend a lot of time on, say, video platforms or blogs or news or, you know, what we call open internet, right? And you also... Uh, you know, do a lot of e-commerce as well now because you are uh, at your home and still you, obviously you want to purchase the things which you require and now e-commerce has come to the rescue. So um, uh, the, these are two big trends. So Amazon ad- advertising, for example, is growing at 50% year on year in this year. Uh, and uh, programmatic in India had grown by 70% uh, in 2019 and similar trends are visible in this year as well. Uh, and programmatic is referring to how you show the ad on the open internet. So these two trends will be very, very big. And hence, uh, till now, search and social have been the biggest digital channels. Uh, I see rise of programmatic and e-commerce as two big media channels uh, as well in the coming years. Yes, sir. So you talked about digital transformation and how open internet is now on the rise. So. We all know that this has resulted in a gold mine of data and information for businesses. Right. And they all want to leverage it for building their own intelligence and to fine tune their product and services. So in such a situation, I want to take your opinion. How vulnerable is the end consumer? Do they actually need to worry about the way their data is being processed? Uh I would say there is good news on this, right? So for several years, there have been concerns about uh, internet companies exploiting individuals' data 
through the use of third party cookies right and uh, you know the idea of a company you never heard of using data about your internet browsing behavior can feel pretty invasive uh, but that is why now we have privacy laws such as uh, general data protection regulation in europe and uh, you know we all, we have privacy laws coming in in a lot of countries and a lot of companies by default are focusing on adhering to these privacy laws because for example uh, MIQ the company i work for and you know they are based out of uk their headquarters is uk and they are gdpr compliant because they are in uk but they actually follow gdpr everywhere they are there right so even in india we follow these privacy regulations and uh, you know we don't use any personally identifiable information and that's that's how a lot of international companies now also do and now there is also a uh, lot of changes in terms of how internet companies are looking at it how internet browsers are responding to it so in 2017 firefox and safari blocked the use of third party cookies on their browsers uh, and while they're still currently allowed on google chrome uh, and that is the browser which takes uh, biggest share of web serving that is over 60% chrome also has recently announced that they will be blo- blocking third party cookies within the next 2 year so so you know third party cookies are getting uh, defunct and you, and as such also a uh, lot of these companies were not using any of the personally identifiable information as well so uh, i i would say that there is now a lot of awareness and focus on privacy and data protection and a lot of action also happening in this space i would say uh, you know uh, consumers awareness is also helping and uh, increasingly it will be very very hard for companies or any of these incidents happening where consumers data is being misused that will that will be a thing of the past uh, in coming years for sure that's that's good news so sir you know with covid 19 digitization is something that is a very hot trending topic a lot of people are talking about it and this has accelerated far more beyond our imagination linear tv which used to be the biggest media channel has now fast moved into a digital way of consumption by let's say the otts and the smart tvs that have started coming up in a lot of homes this audience size which was very restricted to let's say the linear tv viewing has now increased and their habits are also shifting so it is going to be the largest transformation that we can see in terms of the television space from a quite time so how is the digital and the real world behavior changing and what do you think will be its impact on the market yes yes this is a very big one actually this is a very very big trend and uh, i would say this is part of the new normal as well right mm-hmm. so and of course digital entertainment is growing faster especially due to covid and this year uh, because there was no content also being produced on linear tv right and consumers are taking up otts in a very big way they were taking up taking it up earlier as well but now it has accelerated even more and yeah now for example my mom who used to watch lot of linear tv uh is now watching a lot of netflix or amazon prime or uh hotstar disney and so on and so forth so i can see that in every age group uh, it is being reflected upon uh and also according to a kpmg industry report for india digital and ott will be exceeding tv by the next financial year uh, which is 
which is a very very big change and uh, this is basis this report has come out basis uh, you know how they have done a survey with the marketers uh, in the india industry uh, there is another research firm which estimates that revenue from the country's pay tv industry will see a cagr of just 0.7% uh, and actually the pay tv services revenue will decline uh, from 2020 onward but the adoption of internet tv will grow and it will grow the fastest during 2020 to 2025 so so this is definitely a very very uh, big trend uh, and many brands are looking at now optimizing tv plus digital as a strategy earlier it was a no brainer that i if i have, if i am a mass brand i have to be on tv and uh, tv also used to help create that trust with the brand that this is a big brand which is able to come on tv uh, you know and and i used to reach my as a brand marketer i used to reach my audience with tv along with digi- doing digital for augmenting the frequency or doing innovations uh, but now there are so many consumers who have cut the cord and hence uh, you know they are looking at how do i reach out to these consumers through digital as the main medium and tv probably as an additional medium and that's where uh, i would say uh, you know we are also innovating in this space we have we have lot of tv data about consumers and we also have uh, the digital data and of course this is all non personally identifiable information privacy law compliant and so on but that helps the marketers to uh, reach out to their consumers uh, through digital uh, again as the main medium and then tv to do as a augmentation and that also increases the roi because digital is still a cheaper medium as compared to tv so you can at a lower cost you can reach out to your consumers you can also measure uh, what is working for you what is not working for you and get uh, very very strong engagement from the consumer yeah agreed sir so you talked about measurement and getting to know what's working and what's not and there have been brand safety concerns tied to covid-19 which has led to a decline in ad spend in many cases most marketers have blocked keywords related to coronavirus hmm. as no one wants to be associated with the pandemic in any way right so do you think blanket block works or are there any smarter ways to do that yeah no definitely i think uh, there are uh, techniques like these which work but also there are even smarter techniques as well and brand safety is a is a particularly nefarious problem and uh, what we see is that in markets like us or uk who have been you know using digital for a longer time than india for example their brands are very very uh, i would say paranoid about brand safety to an extent so and and that is a good thing and that uh, i see as a good trend in india as well and there are a number of different strategies for solving this problem uh, you know which work in tandem to produce safe environments for brands across the uh, open internet uh, landscape or uh, across uh, you know even the other uh, walled garden kind of landscapes uh, as well Uh, right so one of the technique is contextual analysis which can identify content that doesn't align directly with a brand's values through the identification of keywords that a brand might not want to be associated with and that can be defined in the beginning itself right uh, brands can establish lists in advance and the li- and they can leverage contextual crawlers that can identify content that contain these words Uh, and then as a result the impression can be blocked and risk minimized so in fact uh, it, you know re- like during the peak of the covid time uh, we were doing a campaign for an ott uh, brand where they had launched a new uh, series and what happened was the main actor of the series actually got affected by covid and they you know they suddenly realized that this can be a problem 
from a brand uh, management perspective and uh, we were doing campaign for them there were others also who were doing campaign for them but we were already actually we had predefined uh, as you said words like uh, coronavirus and so on so we were able to make the changes whatever changes uh, they wanted to make uh, we were already doing that and hence uh, you know brand was kind of very very assured in terms of the safety and yeah meaning the whole campaign was managed in a very good way because of these strategies which you can take up uh, in advance uh, there are also other strategies like white and blacklisting which has been used certain sites or pages can be identified as not aligning with a brand safety standards and added to a blacklist uh, content scoring is another method that verification companies employ to protect programmatic advertisers factors such as keywords publisher category risky urls and so on and so forth uh, you know can be fed into an optimization engine uh, with information around which content might be risky and which might be safe and uh, brands can also establish the levels and categories of risk they are comfortable with for example alcohol or violence or political etc and then only run on pages scored with levels which uh, they are okay with uh, the levels of safety they are comfortable with thank you sir for explaining how brands can be cautious around topics and stay away from controversies now for the next segment we bring in questions from our faculty members so that they can also talk about some super relevant topics and add it to the our discussion this time we ask professor rajiv joshi for the question i'll play his audio Hello Mr Siddharth my name is Rajiv and I am associated with Mica as a visiting faculty member I teach a course in the area of martech and the question which I have is around the marketing return on investment or ROI on the technology investment so what has been your experience as well as how have you navigated the challenges of explaining or helping clients to see ROI in the investments they would have made in the technology solutions or technology based saas products they have adopted number 1 and if you can also parallelly throw some light on the issues of the data or the uh, quality of the data and based on this data how do we actually deploy and take decision so i think that would be great thank you uh, so uh, actually a great question uh, so i would say uh, digital has been very very focused on uh, measurement because earlier there's a famous quote in advertising that uh, i think 50% of my spends have delivered uh, but i don't know which 50% has delivered for me and uh, digital has been uh, reasonably successful of course as digital success has gone up from a measurement perspective and roi measurement perspective the clients or the advertisers expectations have also gone up and that's a good thing because that keeps helping the digital industry to innovate and also uh even the offline or the traditional mediums also are becoming more and more measurable as we go along as well or they are transforming into a digital medium as well so uh from a roi measurement perspective i would say that the biggest challenge has been that what is the right attribution model uh because we all know that consumers purchase journey or consumers journey of considering a brand is something which is quite organic right i as a consumer might get to know about a particular brand from my friend for example then i would read about it on internet i would do research about it on internet then i would uh, watch an ad on tv and then i'm i get influenced by it because the ad is so great 
And I also know now that the product which I'm interested in is actually, I can trust it because they are on TV as well, for example. Then, uh, so I, I start uh, getting influenced in terms of uh, thinking that I should be buying it. Then, uh, you know, I, I, I'm on Facebook, I see an ad, it is talking about there is an offer running on this product. So, you know, in myriad of ways, I'm getting influenced and then which which one should the credit be given to, right? Should my friend get the credit for purchase of the product, which I did ultimately? Or should it be the Facebook ad, uh, which, which told me about the offer and hence there was an urgency which was developed? Or was it due to TV or was it because of my own research? Uh, so the, the major problem has been the attribution. Uh, the, the second part, which Professor touched, which was the quality of data, I think that is getting resolved progressively better and better. So um, we talked about the com- consumer footprint on digital, and that is pretty much quite measurable. And, you know, it is not personally identifiable, but you can still know that, you know, yes, uh, in a month, I'm getting 100,000 consumers. And out of these 100,000 consumers, these 10,000 consum- consumers have purchased and these another 20000 consumers they they have they are very engaged because they are uh, uh, you know uh, browsing on my website and taking a lot of product information in and so on and so forth so there is a lot of me- measurability of, from a data perspective which is there but then how do i assess the data how do i attribute the contribution and then how do i calculate it that is something where there is always a discussion and uh, but increasingly there is uh, there are technologies which are coming into play there as well and that's where again i would say that programmatic is a very interesting technology because uh, what happens is with programmatic you are able to consolidate a consumer's journey uh, on various platforms uh, consumer saw my ad on ott then consumer was also doing research on a blog then consumer was also on youtube uh, looking at my product uh, then uh, consumer also saw uh, you know, a video ads from uh, on some other website. So I can track the entire consumer journey and I can give uh, different, different weightages to that. And I can uh, measure and attribute the ROI from different channels in that way. Uh, and, and that is only possible when you are able to consolidate the consumer journey, which programmatic is able to do in a very good way. Um, so yeah, so uh, in, in summary, data is good. Uh, how you use that data uh, and what uh, attribution or measurement model which you apply and then how do you calculate ROI that is still subjective but there is again there also technology is helping and technology is showing that uh, over a uh, over a consumer path of purchase over a millions of consumer path of purchase this is how you can create the weightage you can have mathematical models developed and then you can have more precise calculations of the attribution as well. So, so your answer was really fantastic. And I am very sure that the students will be able to understand what you tried to say in a much easier manner than we read in the textbooks. So the students were also very excited to ask you a lot of questions. But since we are not doing it in a live platform, it's going to go as a recording. So we had taken some of the questions from them, which we are going to ask you right now. Sir, the first question is from Soumya. She is a PGP-1 student and she is asking, with the talk shifting more to the MarkTech space, will traditional marketing lose its charm or where do you see the equilibrium being established between the both of them? Hmm. 
That's a good question, actually. So I would say traditional medium will not lose its charm. But what will happen is that what we call traditional will keep changing, right? So uh, I think for my generation, the traditional was TV and newspaper. Probably for your generation, uh, it could be the traditional could be the next marketing mediums, mediums which came upon as well. And uh, I would say change is a constant factor. What will remain is definitely focus on creativity in marketing. And I think that that is a very big factor which retains the charm of marketing. And uh, I would also say that with advent of technology and data, uh, you can also have more science within the creativity, but the starting point will always be the RT side of marketing uh, because it it is all about inspiration. It is all about a new idea. Uh, it is all about a new you know market or new strategy which you are looking at, a new innovation you are looking at, and that is all. Uh, the, about the artiness, about the inspiration part, which will always remain. And that is why I would say marketing will always retain its charm. Great, sir. So, sir, the second question is from Janvi. She is also a PGP1 student. She is asking brands are using the woke topics as a part of their communication to the consumers. Does it create the desired impact as expected? Or is it just to maintain parity with other brands who are following the same lead? I would say, yes, there is a risk that, you know, you're just following that trend to be at par with other brands. You have to really know your brand, understand your brand and what values your consumers associate with your brand. And then it has to be uh, according to that. Who is your core TG? Understanding your core audience is very, very important and how they see your brand, uh, that also the knowledge you should have. And then basis that, uh, what is... Uh, your TG inspired by what topic they are looking at to get inspired by and does it match with the values with which they see your brand that intersection has to happen very very clearly otherwise I completely agree that uh, just because there is a trend and you want to do it but consumers will see through it you've put it quite aptly and we also agree that relevance should be the key priority no matter how trendy a topic is now, before we wrap up this episode, we'd love if you could give a message for Mikeans who are willing to get into the domain of market intelligence or analytics or in ad tech in general. Uh, yes, uh, I think you know marketing remains very exciting, and there is this big trend which we see that technology is 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 obviously helping in a lot of areas. But there is also this side to the technology where, for example, artificial intelligence can be uh, taking up a lot of jobs in the future. Uh, I would say for students uh, at MICA, uh, very, very important that you maintain your focus on what are the technology trends and you maintain your focus on the core uh, tenets of marketing and focus on the artiness or the creative side of marketing as well. Uh, that is very, very critical. And at the same time, take full advantage of technology and focus on, for example, data analytics, because the intersection of marketing, technology, data analytics will keep happening. It will only accelerate. Uh, so as technology will keep taking up jobs, uh, which are mundane and keep freeing up uh, time for human beings to do more creative things with their life, with their uh, business, with their, uh, you know, uh, areas of interest. 
uh, and so on. Uh, I think it is very, very critical that you uh, maintain the focus, as I said, and uh, keep innovating. Uh, that is very, very critical. And and the way to you know, innovate, which I've learned in my uh, professional experience till now, is that very important that you maximize your learning from every experience. Uh, do not be afraid of uh, getting your hands dirty, both in sales and marketing in the initial years. Be very hands-on. Uh, try to, uh, you know, have a very strong attitude of giving more than what you're getting. Uh, and I'm sure you will not be disappointed with your professional journey and with your progress. Thank you so much, Siddhartha. It was so wonderful having you on this podcast. And we are really hoping that the students and the listeners will also love this podcast. It was very fun having a conversation with you. Thank you. Thanks, Netpreet and Piyush. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, sir.